Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Well, hello there, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I am your host, Kim Wanup. Two this week. I mean, you guys are lucky. I don't think I've never done this. I've never had, uh, I don't think I've ever put out two episodes in one week. I'm excited. I've got some great people that I have talked to in the last couple weeks who have some fantastic projects that are um, all going to be, you know, hoping to get a little gold statue. So, you know, it's that time of year and everybody wants everybody to see their work and it feels like in Hollywood, it's always FYC season for your consideration because, you know, the springtime and then like early summer and then summer, you have the Emmys and then fall, you have the Oscar, you know, and, and early New Year. So it's kind of always FYC out here. I always think it's the funniest thing because you... When you're in Los Angeles, the billboards are like 85% for TV uh, series or films. Anywhere else in the country, it's like healthcare and um, uh, restaurants and <laughs> um, Jacobia Myers, things like that. I mean, it's just funny in LA, the, the importance that is put on advertising for your shows while people drive which is smart because hell man I'm in traffic all day long if I'm if I'm working so you know so uh anyway I have another episode today with production designer Erin McGill and uh her project Dead Ringers that is on Amazon Prime so if you've seen it I had a hard time with it because of the twin thing like I saw Dead Ringers, uh, the movie, in 88, and it freaked me out with Jeremy Irons, and he's a twin, identical twin, and he's like a guy, and he's a gynecologist, and I just remember that one scene, I don't know, and I think because I have identical twins, I don't, I hope that they don't ever play these mind games with someone of, like, switching identities or are just, I don't know, they're not good people in this, these movies, so I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Rachel Wise was fantastic, and when you're watching it, you're like, are, I, you forget that it's one person playing both roles. I, I truly believe that you forget it, that it's seamless in the way that they do it and the effects of it, so that in itself is a reason to watch it, but um, yeah. I, and I told Aaron I couldn't really get through it, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, so the DGA did unanimous, unanimously vote to approve the contract that was sent to them, and now it goes to their members. And I started to read um, on Deadline some of the things that they got and everything basically is, is like groundbreaking, 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 and I'm so jealous that we did not strike two years ago. I am just so jealous. Um, I think their biggest thing is they got a 5% increase in the first year of the contract, 4% for the second, 35 for the third, additional is 0.5%. 
well, I think we got one. Or maybe we got three, starting with three, and then it goes down to one. So that's cool. Um, substantial increase for the residuals of dramatic programs made for um, streaming services. And the result is 76% increase in foreign residuals for the largest platform so that residuals for a one-hour episode will now be roughly 90,000 for the first three exhibit years. I don't even know what that means. uh, 90,000. I don't know. That's just a number I'm never going to get. So... They, uh, they came up with AI is real and it cannot replace us. That was good. Um, establishment of the industry's first ever terms and conditions for directors and their teams on non-dramatic, which is variety and reality programs, made for streaming. Improve residuals for the first time for associate directors and stage managers. Good for them. It's good for, I get it. I mean, it's great. So directors uh, for features will get paid for soft prep. Um, There was something in here about um, directors getting paid for post, oh, here it is. For pay TV and streaming, episodic directors win expanded paid post-production creative rights and gain an additional guaranteed shoot day for one-hour programs, the first additional added in more than 40 years. So I guess I guess the producers really like the directors, huh? I mean, this is what this says to me. I can't wait to see what they give the actors. I mean, really. And this should be very encouraging for the writers, I would think, if they're giving it to them. I mean, maybe you get this type of thing in relation to what you're asking for I don't know it seems like the directors are very happy with this and it looks like they got a lot and and again this is streaming this isn't you know every show everywhere this is just the streaming contracts that were up for negotiation at this point I believe um so yeah well, I guess it wasn't just streaming. I don't know. Uh, the, the big issue is streaming. Okay. Cool. I'm just jealous. I think I'm a little let down and I'm jealous. I Not that I want them to get less. I want them. I want everybody to get what they're due. It's just, I'm just so pissed that we didn't strike <laughs> and show our power and our, our you know, importance in this industry and maybe we could have gotten more than the one percent or whatever we got because it feels like we didn't get much so yeah um i haven't let's just move on <laughs> let's move on um you know what i binged four episodes of last night you're not gonna guess uh jury duty on amazon because i kept hearing that it was really funny and it's stupid and it's dumb but I like the premise. This guy, it goes in for jury duty, and everyone except for him is an actor, and a little bit of crazy, like just exceeding what could typically happen in, in a jury case, uh, happens, and so everything's pushed a little bit, not like absurdly. So he like is on to it, but. He is, he does state at one point, like, this is crazy. I can't believe, I can't know what's going to happen tomorrow because everything here is crazy. So, um, but I do think that some of these actors who are playing, you know, real people or, or themselves, I don't know, they're pretty good. There's the one weirdo chick and in, in, in the, um, and this old lady who keeps falling asleep and I, there's just very different uh, a makeup composite in the in the jury selection and I think it's pretty well done and James Marsden plays himself as an actor who doesn't want to be on jury duty and is very likable and cute and everything and I don't know I'm kind of enjoying it I'm on episode four I think I did four last night so um I found Joe Warson Warson is the production designer I couldn't find the decorator's name yet but um Bravo. I, I mean, it's real LA locations, 
what they do at like Huntington Park. They shot the courthouse and then they have them staying at like the old sportsman's lodge <laughs> uh, in the valley. And it's funny. And they go to like Margaritaville at City Walk. So I think it's funny. It's funny enough. It's something light and that I can, you know, my Jersey housewives. Oh, is that tonight? Oh, I got to hurry up and get done. I got to go. No, oh, I got to go watch a reunion. Okay, let's see. Um, just to give briefly tell you next week, two more episodes. Production designer Jamie McCall. We talk about season two of Schmegadoon. And we talk about season two of Only Murders in the Building with production designer Patrick Howe and set decorator Rich Murray. And that was really fun to, I know Jamie, and Jamie and I have worked together on impeachment, and it was really fun to catch up with her. And then to talk to Patrick and Rich, who I don't know, but really love that show and love the look, that was really great too, and and talk about New York, and yeah, it's... um, loving, loving, uh, talking to all these people. <laughs> I do. And, uh, I worked with Erin McGill, uh, just before COVID. We did the movie Moxie together, which is on Netflix and Amy Poehler directed and stars in. So you check out our work if you'd like. On this episode, I interview production designer Erin McGill about her latest project, Dead Ringers. This remake of the 80s film is a unique approach to the theme of duplicity with a focus on feminine palettes and shapes to create sets that enhance the story. The show's look is a standout feature and really a bold character with stunning sets ranging from high-end Manhattan apartments to modern hospitals. Be sure to visit Erin's website to see how she integrates lighting and color and architecture to further elevate the storytelling. Her website is erinmcgill.com. So I hope you enjoy. I like too much. You know when you get Yes. I, I, it reminds me of some things from Dead Ringers, so it's very yeah. apropos. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was just, again, looking at your your site because you have such fantastic photos on there and then I thought to myself well shit did I miss it is is dead ringers modern day or it is, is it the 80s like, because your palette well, is very 80s I would say right well a lot of yeah are, are we in it are we starting yeah yes. I can start I mean I can <laughs> I can edit around yeah. whatever whatever we talk about. I can oh, edit course. around. So yeah, no, of course. Um, yeah, it, well, I guess I would say it was very much. It, it was set in present day. Yeah. It was supposed to be set, it, and um, in the sense that you know we were gonna. But that was always, I would say, time was probably only important in the sense of maybe the latest technology in you know, what's going on in um, uh, probably more the lab and the kind of uh, technology and uh, genetics yeah. and, and, and that kind of stuff. But I will say, because it was a question, because we were prepping and shooting in the summer of 2021. So it was like peak Delta wave in New York here. And so that was always a thing of, of course, also being in a hospital. It was like, well, are we embracing COVID right. or, you know, right. not so that. But very early on, it was kind of a, you know, it wasn't, it was like, we're just going to, you know, not ignoring it in this way, just it's not necessarily relevant to this story that's very specific in a certain medical world. And, but definitely, I think because of the original film, Cronenberg's film, that is, um, you know, very distinctly that like in this late 80s kind of look and vibe going on in New York. And I think that really played well at the time for that film into the kind of um, body yeah. horror and psychological thriller that's going on. Yeah. So that th- there was, I, I would say there were bits of that that I think fundamentally I was absolutely trying to pay homage to. And then there were certain things that I think were really interesting just to the more my research started, I could, just cyclically, I think you can see a lot of the kind of postmodernism of that time has kind of been brought 
back now in different ways. Not you know some of the shapes, not necessarily maybe some of the outrageous colors from the eighties, um, but that was definitely something that um, yes, I would say we we were trying to be back a bit, but not. It, it was more. I guess I would say it was more always in a way homage to the original mm. and to the kind of psychological thriller aspect of it and less like we're trying to be set in the 80s if that makes sense the i feel like the design of your for their apartment is so feminine Be- with, with all oh, of the, all of the curves and making it less rigid and everything i mean even like the brass on the staircase and like, yeah. the, you know, the windows and the arches of the doors and the beds even rounded and everything. And was that conscience of like, because they're twins, like a perfect circle? Was that, I, I'm wondering if there's it, it, like that. There was a lot of reasons. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would say a, a, a large, a, a large amount of reasons that we were combining. One, I would say, um, and I think um, just the way I work that you kind of know from this, you know, and I think especially with a project like this that was, you know, on the surface level, here's these twins who are gynecologists and are fantastic at their job. And it's in New York. And Alice had, uh, when she rewrote it, you know, reimagined this adaptation, we were going to play into, yes, they're British. And she had this amazing, like, 20-page backstory that she gave me. Oh, that's fantastic. Actually, it was amazing, but it was, it was a dream of like all the main characters and kind of actually it was from their births, which was really amazing just oh, to wow. read and really interesting of, again, all those, it was funny because she was, you know, this was her first time um, as a showrunner and she was, you know, like when I would ask her certain things about a wallpaper, her opinion, she's like, I don't, I'm, I'm not the visual one. And I would tell, I'm like, no, you, you I was like, you might not think you are, but you, she, she writes with such beautiful layered detail into the specificity of her characters in this mm. way that's like you know you you might not understand that but you are writing a visual world right <laughs> like you're giving us a lot to play with so with, with that in mind there was these conversations between her and me and sean durkin the um director of the first block of just kind of um i think again on this surface level that they've you know they are the best you know they are the best at what they do on top of the fact that they are twins, this kind of freak, amazing mm-hmm. thing. And they've worked their way in New York. And there's this certain idea that Alice and I would talk about of just, you know, this idea that they're from, you know, they, they were from a working class family, you know, attained, worked their way up to attain this goal. And so, you know, getting that apartment on the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side was kind of, you know, this what's this iconic kind of New York thing. And so our, our exterior was of course a location that we found um, on the Upper West Side. And it kind of had this beautiful kind of classic New York lobby um, that we were going to use. It was very, um, uh, so it's like Italian Rococo kind of, I'm not sure remembering how much you really see of it, but so knowing that we were then of course building the apartment and that elevator, which was, you know, a lot of very uh, ornate and gilded Mm -hmm. and a lot of deep, dark woods. But I kind of knew I'm like, well, that's not their space, though. But and that that kind of then lent itself in our conversations to then also take this idea of, you know, Art Deco, which I think is very, uh, very associated with a lot of you know, architecture in New York or iconic kind of New York things. And so I said, okay, Art Deco, which is very iconic New York, has lots of feminine shapes, will allow us to use a lot of, I think, reflective things, textures that we were hoping to use in mirrors. This kind of like, we'll start with that elevator and use that Art Deco as a bit, a bit in how we started uh, some like the columns out, I guess these kind of like built-in sort of column looking pilaster things on the side of the elevator. And to then kind of start to get a little more modern as you, you know, go out more into the communal space and a, and hints of that throughout the apartment. But yeah. that was just this bigger picture level of, I'd say, the, the, the New York feeling, the wealth feeling, and then, of course, this, um, yes, ways that we were wanting it to feel feminine. But also the biggest thing was really... Um, I would say feminine and and reinterpreting it because I think there's such this distinct look from the original film that that was inspiring that I thought really was this great mixture of 
a lot of, you know, this kind of, okay, it's very, very of the moment of that time of very, yeah. like, it's very, very blue and sharp and everything is that postmodern vibe. And I knew that, okay, we're not going to, I think sometimes because I've done other projects where it's like, okay, there's supposed, you know, there's a sinister side to them. And I, you don't necessarily want to do the most, to me, obvious, like, it's not just going to be white and concrete and everything sharp. And so it was kind of how do we find that interesting balance of something that feels like this certain level of socioeconomic status they got to that feels like these women would have paid someone to probably design this home because their entire life is their work. They don't, they're not concerned with. Yeah. And so it was like, they've paid someone to design this home to them. It's a bit of a status symbol for them because they care about, you know, this it's, it's another mask that they're kind of wearing. And so that led to, um, I'd say certain elements of the space and then elements that we dug into in terms of talking a lot with Alice again about, you know, they're most comfortable at work. So what ways can we also take a bit of that hospital idea and that doctor mentality to kind of influence um, the way that this space was and this kind of cold and sterile, but, you know, everything's uh, built in is a because it's about even though it, the the form might follow and be very pretty, it's really about function for them and the idea that we I knew in the scripts there was a lot of scenes of them eating and this she's way that Alice eating. really wanted. To I feel like so she's, much, she's so much like eating. Brad Pitt and like Ocean's Eleven. She's yes. constantly eating the um, yes Elliot. So yes. yeah, I noticed that too. I also feel like you're design of that apartment was realistic in the sense that it wasn't huge like it wasn't like a massive apartment it's like a decent size big for new york but a decent size apartment for two people like there wasn't an abundance you know which makes it look more real when you see like gigantic dining rooms or whatever you're like oh that's a set they didn't like you know you know i thank you i appreciate that because that's you know that's i think that's always at least for me, that's always something that I'm concerned with and thinking about. And I, I know our, uh, uh, you know, Allison, our Sean, you know, everyone was concerned about that. And I, and I really, you know, I said, I know there, there's ways that we can do this. And I think that also makes sense for who they are. And as much as, you know, you, you're trying to match um, certain things that we were trying to match in terms of this upstairs balcony or the lobby and whatnot. I think um, the kind of way we went about this, a bit of that open floor plan that made sense to me um, for a lot of the action that I was good, knew that was going to happen in the series, again, allowed us to kind of keep it contained. And then the biggest thing was really actually when I first got the scripts, there was so many scenes in each of Alice had originally written it, each of them had their own bathroom. Mm. And there was a lot of scenes of them back and forth in their bathroom. So that was like one of the very first things I said in a meeting with the two of them, which I was like, let's have a Jill and Jill. Mm. <laughs> and this idea yeah, that that was just like, you know, this really, I think, lends to, you know, sure, some on some level, someone's going to be like, oh, these sisters, they share. But I think we realized well, very quickly and a lot of the things that happen, them sharing a bathroom is like the least. Yeah. <laughs> I, kind I, of I think insane that's thing. totally believable. There's a lot yeah, of other yeah. unbelievable shit in here. I, did, I, yes, I totally believe yes. they shared a bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll just say in the beginning, there was like some questions and I was like, no, I really think again, if it's, you know, but of course playing in that in a fun way, also knowing what was going to happen with like, when she, the one uh, when Beverly starts this relationship, and mm-hmm. I will, you know, that placement of, you know, oh, they're going to have these pocket doors that can see through each other, and all of these very yeah. strategic mirror placements because of the shots that different directors were planning with the DPs and see through the shower, and just again, how many how many ways can we show someone kind of, um, I think, really not having any boundaries whatsoever <laughs> with their sister. So the up. The apartment was a build and part of the birthing institute was a build and the hospital, the first hospital? Yes. So the first thing we built actually was, uh, so Westcott Memorial, which is the, our kind of our made up name for our, um, the first hospital that they're working in. It was kind of inspired like by a Sinai Lennox Hill. So that OBGYN wing, we built that. 
we were a little on location where I think you end up seeing a bit in the final cut of like the um, the covered walkway across a street oh, yeah, in the town. Changing. Yeah, yeah th- th- there's a bit of that, but otherwise that was, yeah, that was a complete build, that wing, which. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot it was. Yep, no. it was a lot. And and then so we built that, that we because we did the first, it is a block of three. And so that was the first build. And then we moved into um, the apartment. And then obviously, you know, once the apartment cut halfway with that, knowing the stage space we had too, we were, I was basically trying to um, figure out what pieces of the Westcott Memorial I could reconfigure to make for our birthing center as I was mm. coming up with that. And originally I will say, this was also, again, during that, cause there was a lot of, this was really, you know, strict COVID rules and things in the city. So we were getting hit kind of left and right with, um, I'd say a very limited amount of time to build and get that ready too. And like originally scripted the what was the your what was your prep what was your prep for <laughs> 10 whole 10 whole weeks 10 weeks Ooh. yikes yeah it doesn't that seem enough tough. for everything that you built there but you did it no congrats no. yes thank yeah. thank god i will say my brilliant supervising art director marcy mudd um could not have done it without her and very thankfully, she brought on her brilliant construction and scenic team from Succession that she had worked with. And without those guys, um, yes, it nice. would have. Yeah, they they all worked very hard in the summer of 2021, which I think not, no one quite anticipated originally. I think that we would be working every weekend. But uh, <laughs> everyone I talk to works weekends now. So it I sucks. Know. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, and this is what I was going to say that was crazy because they had originally thought that the lab would be an entire build as well and I and so when that was in the way that the schedule was too I um we kind of early on were looking we knew we wanted the um atrium of this like we knew we needed essentially this to get that um that I would say overall that was kind of always this big challenge of they're already at this certain level of you know, peak where they are, but then they're going to get money from that next level of right. real wealth. Right. And then they're try- and they're already at, say, the best hospital in New York. And then what does this thing look like once they've gotten that, you know, multiple million, you know, 15 million to build their center. And so really defining that. And so we, we kind of knew like, okay, we need something that feels the grandeur of that kind of lobby of the birthing center, which that obviously the very cool, um, uh, kind of organic walkways and staircases of that, uh, and that ceiling. Like white marble. Yeah, the ceiling, the whole crazy ceiling thing. I always just think of the wood in a way that I loved. But yeah. th- that's actually, so that was a location. Um, at the time, we were very excited because no one else had used it. But of course, yeah. <laughs> because of all of because of all the post work in ours, two years later, it was like, yeah, no, I've seen this now in other things. But at the time, we were very excited. I don't no know one if had I've seen it. it. I don't, because I thought, I was, I was, that's one of my questions, if you built that, because I don't, I haven't, I don't know if I've seen it, so. I guess they used an aspect of it, maybe, maybe you didn't, I mean, I think we obviously were using it for a very specific reason um, in, in our way, but I think, I think a room of it, someone told me billions had used or something, but I don't, I don't know if he's seen it. <laughs> Sorry, but Jim, I don't watch it. that. We, yeah, we, we loved it because it was, of course, um, you know, it had this amazing kind of organic um, feminine feeling to it. Also very, very open and airy and different than everything yeah. I was doing. It was, a nice, it was definitely a nice contrast and more stark. And I think you're, built sets then had a very nice flow into that language and still like repeating that throughout all those like operating rooms and birthing rooms and it's and that was scary yeah (laughs) and that well and I would say what's interesting is you know I think while of course there was a bit of a order shooting wise that and the characters we knew I was working on their apartment First, I was always, of course, collect. I mean, as I was researching and really looking into a lot of 
current OBGYN wings and kind of coming up for the language with what was that kind of more antiquated system of um, and bureaucracy and the this viewing kind of... rooms and did you yeah, go? Just the... Did you go? I guess it was COVID. I don't. You probably couldn't have gone in. No, no, we couldn't. But you know, I did. Uh, there was a lot of. I mean, obviously, besides old design books and going way back because that was the thing that was interesting to me too was kind of learning the history of when these specific wings um I think just the the evolution of the design of it and really learning like oh this is really the reason any of these wings a lot of them possible started to have them was in the 80s when someone basically realized they could make money off it it was Mm. never it was never necessarily again about women's health care it was like oh if we make this wing and slap up you know some feminine looking wallpaper because of course looking back at a lot of them I was obsessed with like why is there this little floral you know wallpaper here but not somewhere else and yeah um, it was all just about making money and okay, if we do this, it's, you know, again, it wasn't necessarily about the research into the healthcare and the way that it was supposed to be done. And so that was something again, that we were kind of, I mean, I, I don't know if you can see as much in the final edit, but the kind of way we were trying to kind of, I think, shove patients together or have spaces feel like, yeah this was maybe this room and, you know, 20 years ago, but now it's been turned into this part of it. And mm. it wasn't, you know, even though it might be the top hospital, maybe they're, yes, they're building out some new wing that'll be open in 20 years kind of a thing. But right. knowing that, and then knowing we were going to the birthing center, I was also always kind of thinking this idea bit of, of course, there was a little of the original film. There was some of looking into these kind of bespoke birthing centers. And I think in general, just, I mean, in a way, I will say, I also was a bit of this, I'd say the, for good or bad, uh, the, the kind of, do you know, the wing, the women's club that was around for a while. It's a very, it's, there's, I'd say there's just, just a look that I feel like that is the archway or like that looks that shape of like a gravestone or just this kind Mm. of very, feminine palette that I feel like has kind of permeated culture in the last like five years. It's a certain look of a type of furniture or a certain look that feels like, oh, we're, it's probably frankly as a a certain generation of women now have money and have their own job to buy, you know, and Mm. so it's like we're gearing towards uh, whether it's Gen Z or millennials that can buy things. And it's just this like very feminine look that in a way I'm like, not to judge them, but it was just very interesting to see in these bespoke centers, like, oh, is that what they assume a mom wants to see or is there actually like looking into the research of like, what would she actually want right. the room to feel like versus like, is that, are we just saying this is what it would feel like? And um, again, with all that in mind, it was also, okay, it's these sisters and then the Parkers who they got the money from. And so I was also always interested in kind of bringing some of the textures and shapes we see from both their worlds to then the birthing center to me that kind of, you know, would hopefully make sense that, um, again, their, their personal touches in a way that to me was like, yeah, they probably weren't as interested in their house, but they're far more interested when someone was maybe showing them plans for birthing center of like some shape or something that they're interested in i i kept thinking because having worked with you how immersed you get in research and how you like (laughs) kind of like beautiful mind yourself in your room in your office (laughs) and i really kept thinking Oh, I'm glad I did Moxie with her and not this because I just kept thinking of you having like gynecological tables and like feminine artwork. Like, I don't know. I was just like, whew, thank God. <laughs> well, and well, you know, it's interesting because I think, um, well, I, I would say in a way that I think you'll appreciate, like, as much as there was a lot of that in this really great way, I think it was a really good exercise for me again, because going back to like their house, um, or, you know, and the medical spaces to a degree of, you know, they are what they are. There's not a lot of, as we like the layering, like something we were doing in Moxie. We're like, and the house, Alice and I spoke a lot again about how it was like these two 
they're not the only place we were going to show any personality at all was really going to be in their bedrooms. Mm -hmm. And if that, you know, and it was going to be minimal because these aren't people that have that really expose themselves that way. And there's not going to be a ton of sentimentality all over the walls and layered in this way. And so it was this really, um, while I did, yes, have my massive boards of images and connecting all of those things to me in a way and whittling them down, you know, it, it became much more of about those kind of like, I think the bones of of the space or the built-in and kind of, okay, what are the the shapes or the textures and the colors and getting in with, um, you know, knowing... I remember telling Shannon kind of early on as we were, as I was um, your decorator, the my decorator, Shannon Finnerty, brilliant, that as we were getting into kind of the house and I was, or their apartment, and I was talking to Alice and Sean about it, that it, I was like, you know, this, I really don't think it's going to, you know, I was like, this is going to be about, I was like, doesn't mean it's going to be cheap, but it was like, there's gonna, this is going to be very much about this like custom tight palette and a lot of these built-in things and more about the fabrics and the marble that we're choosing and not about finding necessarily a lot of a ton of you know these specific pieces other than yes the bed or this it was just like it's going to be about really um did you build those beds or were they um no so the the beverly's um beautiful bed there was this one beautiful image uh that is from like uh like 1930s india this art deco bed i actually remember seeing later uh nightmare alley that oh, yeah. film from they very much like i think just completely copied the thing but it was this beautiful kind of yeah i saw the research on your board on your website you, yeah, have, you have your yeah. boards on there and i saw that inspiration image you had and that one was really for us again because it was this idea that you know Beverly is Beverly. This is like sanctuary. She, you know, she is the more I think in general also calm, collected, romantic. So this idea of kind of this very romantic, beautiful bed that Alice really loved that right away. And Shannon, um, thankfully, because we were, I think at one point we were maybe contemplating building it, but we definitely didn't have the time. And so she found that on Cherish, and then we. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and then we um, painted it to kind of fit in with the rest of the room, and then she did a beautiful kind of custom drapery that we did that we kind of loved the connection with, again, hospital kind of drapes and that, and then um, the uh, uh, piece of artwork that we have basically two and really in their house. I mean, there's probably a few little things you might say, but... Yeah, there's the hardly any again, artwork in there. There's, you graphically have big prints, but, but not really... Yeah, and so that one above the bed and then this one above the fireplace were both by this uh, artist, Jesse Mochran, who's, I've I've been obsessed with her work for quite a while. I think it's it's beautiful. Uh, she's, she's LA-based and is at this great gallery, Night Gallery, and she does these amazing oil paintings of, um, that are always, they're kind of inspired by old masters, and then she does this very much like feminist kind of reinterpretation of mm. them. Oh, wow. And there was a few of them that I had early on just kind of mixed in to each of the sisters boards in terms of more, I'd say like kind of palette. Um, but Alice was always very drawn to them too. And so I kind of, at a certain point when we were talking again about like, there's not going to be like, I mean, I think we maybe had a picture of them with their parents, maybe back on a console table in the dining room. It was very, you know, there's not going to oh, be yeah. like, again, because I think of this very kind of um, uh, cathedral, you know, this kind of feeling of that we wanted to, I think, create a kind of the, the, the tension and the psychological thriller aspect of what's going on. We, you know, I think we were just very conscious of like what is going to be on these walls because if we see it, it's going to make an impact. And so yeah. that's what led us to those two pieces from Jesse, who was very kind of her to Ooh, nice. let us use. And then episode yeah. two, whose vagina is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was such a, God, I loved reading that dinner scene. It really was just the oh, most The dinner scene read. was so uncomfortable. And I, 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 I have to be honest, I only watched three episodes. I could barely get through this. I just found it so uncomfortable. The whole series, I just found so uncomfortable. The whole birthing thing in babies, I was crying my eyes out that fresh, the I, first, and I, I was know, like, I'm and sorry. then I was like, um, 
I don't want to, uh, there's something about, because I have identical twins, I don't want to see how mm. this could go wrong. I don't know. I just don't want to see how I can understand mind that. Understand. games they might fuck each other with. And I don't know if I can get through this. So, but I did, I did my homework for you, but I, <laughs> I, I will not continue on. <laughs> Let's just say right? that. Here's the thing. I completely understand the amount of friends I have and like <laughs> colleagues that have been like, you didn't tell me. I'm like, yes, I, you know, but I think actually to Alice's credit, that's a bit of, uh, yeah, it's that's her brilliance. I think of it well, is if people that know Cronenberg films or that I think are in that and kind of know like you expect to see some bodily gross, awful thing. And I think a lot of well, it does get maybe a little intense, more intense towards the end. I mean, I think that's the brilliance of what she's just trying yeah. to show in that first episode. It's like birth is a very complicated, messy, painful thing. It's not some perfect little thing that you know someone goes into you know who i'm going you know the water yeah. doesn't break and then the baby pops out and nothing no. happened in between i, I mean I, that saw, I think we uh, normally see i saw dead ringers i think i was probably 10 or 11 and it fucked me up oh my god well no i know i had no parental guidance i was just watching whatever was on like you know hbo or whatever so yeah and that jeremy yeah. irons that fuck that's that's a mindful yeah. that was yeah yeah yeah. So yes. so I knew what I was getting into in a sense of like I don't want to really I know what's I think I know what's going to happen. But but I know it, it 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 is a it is a it's not it is not a light and breezy kind of thing to turn your head off. Is of um but, is that but, that um that house though in episode 2? Yes, so the Parker State. Oh wait, that was sorry. So the, I mean, the, yes. What a house. And the vagina and the vagina pain you were asking about. So yes, the so the Parker State again. That was a really. I'll get. Don't worry. I will definitely tell you about the vagina pain. But oh, no, right. so <laughs> no, no. It's a good. I actually, you know, I think it's a fun story of how we approach that. Yeah. Um, clearance. Definitely not clearance. Um, the yeah. So kind of what I said. I think you know it was always going to be this interesting thing of we, you know when we got to the place of kind of knowing what the twins apartment was going to be and then we're like okay but then they're going to essentially this Sackler-esque family you know one of their you know just one of the members of the family probably one of that member's many homes so like this level of wealth and as I already mentioned and you know too when you have a certain amount of prep time and a certain amount of money there's you know yeah. it's a it's a and this isn't even you know yes it's an important character but it's not you know there, there was no we're going to build this house. And so initially, I think with just some of those production restraints, Sean and I, uh, again, that first director, we were really thinking a lot about, you know, this, I think kind of the first idea of just, it really has to be about the bones of a house. Cause I was worried with Shannon as well. And Shannon was with our time of, you know, how are we really, you know, again, it can't be, this can't just be someone with a restoration hardware couch like it just this level of yeah. it can't be all about the dressing it's got to be They're about eccentric. maybe the, this awe-inspiring house but i will say so that early on we were having a really hard time finding something in the zone in our 30 mile zone um that really was going to feel right um and one of our last things we finally saw was this amazing old house um on long island that actually this architect um had in the 30s that uh the this very weird <laughs> it's odd because it's this round uh living room with this, this you know this huge glass window that room was basically apparently an inspiration for uh the rainbow room at the rockefeller center oh. and he had helped design the un and so even though i'd say a lot of these things weren't necessarily uh in the end you could see they made a lot of sense to me like we learned um there was this beautiful sculpture on the wall that had always been sold with the house that was based on a painting um, that this French artist had done in the pool when he was escaping Nazi Germany in the 40s. So there was just this kind of, I think, history to it that felt very old money and that generational wealth to mm. me is like the kind of bones of the house. Um, but then with that, um, Shannon, thankfully, uh, formed an amazing relationship with this uh, gallery in New York called R&. Um, and they 
mainly have, you know, these unique one of, you know, furniture pieces that are art. And we essentially worked out a fabulous deal with them where, I mean, I feel like they might have given us maybe $2 million worth of pieces that um, we were Mm. able to. It's a little sad. You can't necessarily see a lot of them that breaks, you know, Shannon and I's heart of it. But like the the rug that the um, the. Can't remember the if vagina the guy rug, or the trans. No, the, the, there's a rug. <laughs> there's a rug that that during the game, one guy gets rolled up in. That's yeah. like this Haas. That's this Haas brothers rug. And there's few. There's all these other. Look like a vagina. Uh, de- <laughs> yeah. Well, was, I believe it was a mastodon, but I. <laughs> a mastodon. Oh no. I think that's the one we ended up using. It was pink. I, I it was it. all like pinks and like. It was. It did. You know. To be fair, it did have a bit of. I. I will say there was. Um, Without question, there are vaginal influences throughout throughout the house, the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. everywhere throughout the entire series. But um, like the one of the things that I, I do wish you could see a little more when they're at the desk with um, uh, Rebecca and she's kind of talking to them at the end of that weekend. Her desk is this beautiful mm. this uh, designer Wendell Castle, and it's just like insanely beautiful wood organic carved desk that to me was always this tie to that kind of atrium that we see later mm. um so i wish we could have seen that a little more but yes the idea that they're kind of these this woman at least specifically in the family is clearly a collector of um arts of uh causes of wives and um <laughs> that was kind of the way it was like we're gonna and because i think those scenes some of them are very funny it kind of i think there's something there was something comical in a lot of the, even though they're very expensive and unique and worth something, a lot of the pieces, it was like, there's something I think in the way that they were going to frame them, hopefully that kind of added to the tone of the, what was going on in the scene. I, um, I would say on a whole, I don't think they stayed wide long enough and, or for introductions of scenes. I don't, it's like when in the beginning of that episode when she's at the desk with the two women i actually thought they were in their apartment like i could cause, probably because i don't know the story yet because it's in reverse order but i would have to say in general looking at your website and seeing the sets versus what i saw on screen i would say they didn't they didn't properly give a wide in storytelling for the sets (laughs) so i'm just telling you that i'm telling you that because i your website has fantastic photos on it and i was like well where the fuck was this room like where was this no like where was this i i you can't help editing you can't that's the that's the bummer of it you can't help the editing and and to be and to be you know i i will say i mean this there was a certain amount of time to shoot and then you factor in that of course Rachel is playing both parts so as much as right right it's a heavy script there you know I I mean they they just had I I of course we barely had time so it wasn't you know it's definitely not a show where I was able to you know hang out at all barely you know I open a set and have to leave and so um but I agree with you um but as a viewer you're missing out as a viewer of, of these things too to set up like to give the viewer a second to consume like where are we now okay I feel like yes. they hopped into the they hopped into the close-up a lot and you do <laughs> yeah and you do I do think um with I'd be curious what you I do think by three when the center is I do feel like um, the center yes start- they gave that you a center and you start to see their world too. I, I know you're not going to watch it. I will say episode four. it's, it's a bit of a bottle episode in their apartment with their parents. So you mm. see that a lot more, but I, but I'm, I'm with you. I think I, I wish, and, and it's not, it's a, of course there's a level of bias of just, yeah, we all wish teams. to keep it wide. <laughs> our teams. Yeah, of course our yeah. teams work always, but I do think it would have, uh, benefited that the um i think the notion of uh who the parkers were a little a little more and just that that sense of space because it is bouncing around and 
to the, um, of course, back to the vagina painting because that was, so the house was a location, but then the dinner scene itself was, I think, scripted for like three days. So that was something that was, we always knew also was like, this is going to have to be a build because of course, you know, this is a meal for three days that they need to be able to control. And so that, that one was to me too, just knowing that we had built that. I do wish we had seen a little wider on some of that, that I think we really, made a concerted effort to kind of use certain aspects of the bones of the house above to connect to it. Yeah. Um, whether there was certain colors or textures or, you know, uh, the opening to the, this kind of, uh, skylight rock wall or our Japanese garden. And just, Mm. um, I think, I just think there are certain elements of all those tying together that yes, would have given a little bit more of a sense of place for that, whole weekend that they were having at that uh house but the vagina painting yes so very importantly uh which led to you know all these other kind of collected pieces as i spoke to alice early on it was you know you've got this clearly this hilarious joke part and said you know it can't just be that in the room you know like we have to try to balance it and so obviously now feels like well that obviously lends itself to you know the queen of vaginal reference paintings, Georgia O'Keeffe, that most people would think about, I think. Right. And so thank, thankfully they were very easy to work with and Alice and, you know, she chose, uh, there was a few that I thought would be a good mix and she chose her favorite and just kind of balanced the room. But the one itself, we ended up finding on Etsy, this photographer's very close up photo of a rose. Wow. That we bought that we bought from them and the rights and then our scenic painters painted you know, we blew it up and they painted it. Oh, that's um, fantastic. They yeah, they then painted it with, you know, some references of kind of, you know, smooth it out a little more here, here, and that was kind of this here's our abstract version of Oh, that was great. Right? I yeah. thought it was pretty, you know. I, I I, I wish I could remember some of the discussions we had about how oh, we were going to sure. get that done. But well, I always love, like I, I look at, with Moxie, I mean, I always look on Etsy. I always try to look for in like smaller independent artists and try to give them a little push or a oh, little yeah. like, you know, recognition for hard work. So yeah, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure they that were was- too. <laughs> Yes, that was the other thing too. I will say, I Shannon and her team. I can't remember now which episode. Oh, maybe it is that episode when you Greta, the assistant. When oh, I think when they're away, the that she's collecting, and I can't remember is that is that episode? Did they show her? Um, do we go to her studio, her yes. her house, and that? Yes, and. I I don't actually I haven't put those on my website yet. Um, but Shannon and her team did that. That's probably the one set that's most kind of like to something we did for Mox. It was so layered and so mm-hmm. amazing in terms of this kind of artist studio space that we created in the basement of. You know, we were playing the idea that she lives at home with her dad, but has this studio basement downstairs and is this artist. And I really wish we could have seen more of the layering and the collecting and because Shannon and her team just did like what? outstanding job in that space. Can you tell me what she does with all that shit or is she making artwork? Oh, yes. Yes. She, so she's oh. making, yes. And and I understand like to a degree that they didn't want to like fully show yet because it's a bit of building like what's going on here with this person. But I believe it's either the she was, well, I can't, she I can't, was interested. I can't remember. It, it was originally seven and it was made into six in the final edit. So that's why I get a little confused. But I think in five or six, you do see Greta's art show. And so it mm. makes a little more, more sense different. of where all this stuff was. First, I'm like, is she trying to clone them? Like, what the fuck is going on with this? I know. On the I, know. I know. But yeah, that does make sense. No. Um, when you get to designing the Women's Center... And you have the like sort of iconic red in there that you brought into this series. Like what design adjustments did you have to make for that? Did you have to make any adjustments for the red lighting and the red wardrobe against your, your set? Well, yeah. Well, it was interesting. So um, early on, there was obviously that kind of conversation of, okay, like the iconic stuff from the original film and those, and, those scrubs and so it was kind of decided like 
with Carrie Langerman, our brilliant classroom designer, like Carrie's going to, they, uh, Allison, Sean, and Carrie were like, yes, we're going to pursue in the birthing center wanting to still do something, you know, our, our updated version of this in a red. And so when I knew that, I was, of course, a little like, okay, there, there was, and, and this was very early on when we were still kind of, I, I always viewed it a bit as, as the pieces started to come together, we had this atrium, and then I knew we were going to be building essentially a birthing suite, maybe a bit of like a hallway attached to that. Um, and then there was also the operating room and Elliot's personal lab. I kind of started to view it as, okay, there's this atrium and birthing suite that are maybe a little more towards like the in a way towards what Beverly's interest was and this a little more above surface leaning more like bespoke spa hospital uh, hotel kind of thing mm -hmm. and then as we get into more maybe operating room it starts to basically be this crossover down into the lab where things can be a little more leaning into this I'd say Elliot, her personality, the idea of what's kind of what we end up knowing is going on in her then even more private lab of just kind of, I think, leaning into that definite more like stylistic, psychological or thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but part of it was while I knew in the operating room, we were, I, uh, Laura, our DP that took over for the, Laura Marion took over for the second, we were having a lot of great conversations about the shapes and where she was going to be lighting from, knowing she was definitely going to, you know, play with the lighting turning red at certain points. And so I kind of knew that our palette there was going to be more of just, again, this, it was about the shapes and giving her the ability to light and shadow and have those dramatic effects. Yeah. And then, um, again, in the lab, but, and, and part of basically this big moment was when we kind of realized again with our schedule and time and money, they, um, the rest of what was supposed to be, you know, this, I'd say a little bit more the front facing part of the lab, not Elliot's private sneaky room um, <laughs> where the party is, was just like, there's no, there was just like, there's no way we're going to have time to, to build that. I don't like. And so thankfully, um, again, at the time, I would, I kind of knowing a lot of the shapes we were already working with, I, that's when I, I brought them out to, I had found, I, I was, less interested in the iconic TWA airport itself, but more this convention oh, yeah. um, convention center and hotel that has been built attached that kind of takes from the original mm. beautiful um, iconic airport. And it was when we went there, it was just kind of perfect in this way that I was like, oh, they have these amazing terrazzo floors and the convention center itself had like these um, terrazzo countertops on like metal push carts for catering just these things that again felt just like no someone probably wouldn't have that in a hospital but just you know just a bit more stylized that kind of made sense for this birthing center space for us yeah. and that one room that we kind of treat as the lab with the big screens Laura and I had talked a lot about and we really liked the kind of the uh overlooking kind of conference breakout room that was that's technically what it was that was looking down that we're kind of like, oh, here's the lab and the idea that kind of maybe Elliot's space is more up here. And um, yeah, there was just a lot of, I think, built in texture and grandeur there that kind of felt to me that the way that Laura and Karina Evans, our wonderful director for that episode, were talking that I felt like these things would really connect, I thought, visually in a way that would give us that like, hey, I believe they got 15 million or more to build oh, this yeah. thing. And oh, yeah. Because, yeah. too, you know, in hospital design, like, lights are integrated, like, spaces, you know, cleaning corners and all that. Like, it all makes sense as a design for a hospital. It totally works. So I was I was just wondering if it, if even with wardrobe, like, all the red and everything of, like, okay, how can, did they want it to pop? Obviously, I think they wanted it to pop. So then your design had to follow with that yeah our, ours was gonna it was it really became more about i think the the shapes and the proportions for me in terms of the curves yeah. or the um kind of you know a column in an interesting way in the way that again things that we were building that laura could light in a way that might seem a little organic futuristic yeah. you know 10 percent more but honestly i i did a lot of besides the bespoke thing i honestly looked a lot into um 
hospital and medical design, frankly, in Europe and a lot of other <laughs> the countries, yeah, that other, have countries? <laughs> social, other countries that have socialized medicine and some interesting, um, even in China and Japan and Korea and a lot of things that are like, oh, this again, that kind of for America, I would say it seems a little futuristic, but uh, yeah. the rest of the world, actually not. <laughs> um, surprisingly. Last question, because I know you got to go. Were you involved with any of that intro with the model making? No, but our, um, I mean, our, it was based loosely on our uh, birthing center, of course. I mean, the idea is that that was, you know, the initial model to get funding. Mm -hmm. And that was also, there was the whole part of, um, there was, there was a, there was a whole scene that was shot originally actually for other fundraisers that ended up not being used in the final edit. So, but that model was kind of created in theory for that by our, um, Sarah, whose name I'm blinking on, or her last name I'm blinking on right now, who was our genius uh, assistant set decorator for specifically, she worked on that, but she worked on a lot, all of our medical stuff and really became the go-to expert on kind of, especially when we were really trying to differentiate between, okay, this hospital is great, but if their thing's going to look like this, what could we pull off at the birthing center? And she was our... She was our genius you medical need, gal for that. You need so. someone to expertise things when you get into that. Like, you need, oh, like, yeah. a button guy or, like, a medical girl. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you need... Well, of course. And you, I mean, what was interesting, too, I will say, when we got to the point of the birthing center, it, it was interesting because we did, you know, we met along the way with a few different experts in terms of the genetics research or what some of these things might look like. And Sarah and her connection did have to tread lightly with certain companies because of technically the, where the storyline goes and what Elliot starts to do and kind of breaking, frankly, some FDA and ethical right. laws. Right. We, you know, it was like, well, they would have this, but we can't necessarily use that the same way. You know, we always deal with, you know, certain things with maybe alcohol companies or, you know, yeah. certain things. It was... It made it made it an interesting like well shoot this just not in a way that I think I would have thought of I think in the beginning thinking like oh yeah this is yeah someone breaking just breaking it. the law medically and <laughs> okay we're just gonna we use your, necessarily... your shit to incubate this that's cool right yeah <laughs> yeah so like how can we oh shoot okay so that that was an interesting um, you know problem to solve that I was not anticipating in the beginning I'll say that. Have you uh, have you seen anything lately that's inspiring? Anything you're watching? I watch that's been inspiring. You know, uh, I will say, I'm because I'm always a sucker for a bit of a uh, what feels uh, apocalyptic, like mm. Hunger Games. Like uh, I'm watch. I started watching that Silo. Show oh, Seth, you're like the third person who told me to watch that this week. Like this yeah. week, everyone's watching it. I got to get on and, it. I, and I, I know it's based on a book that I didn't read. I, I was, I'm just, I, there's, uh, I respect, there is, there is a clear, whether or not, I, I guess I say this because I'd be interested to know if someone who like read the book feels like, you know, people get, can get so particular. No. <laughs> As I know from Cronenberg fans that we were like, who's going to get mad if we do this or don't do right. this or whatever. Um, but I really, I commend like it, it is every detail, every layer of from sets to costume. Like it's, it is a clear vision. That's clearly all on the same page um, hmm. that at that least, on. you know, for the level of just making me like I'm immersed and I need to know who built the silo. <laughs> so this, I respect them is for that. Is that on Apple? <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Like yes, I literally like the notes above your notes right now is I talked to this production designer Tracy Collins and I and the uh, silo. That's the only note I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Um, I I was yeah. It's in, in terms of you know it's always w true really world building on the level that's like oh okay like yeah they did it they did a good job I'm 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 impressed I need to, I'm going to keep watching because I need to know who built it and why. In, in the context of the story, it's yeah. a big thing. The people don't. The people that live there don't know why. Are you? You're in New York. Yes, just for. It was great to catch up with Aaron and talk about this weirdo. <laughs> 
very weird uh, project of hers, which I think uh, design-wise is such a challenge and um, really taking on the somewhat of a classic movie done in the 80s and trying to redesign it, it's hard. You're going to get compared and I think um, I think her her use in design of making it more feminine was very successful. So uh, I hope you check that out and um, maybe get further than I did because I couldn't do it. I'm a big baby. I couldn't do it. Um, I, I mean, I kind of know the ending because I saw the movie in the 80s. So I didn't blow it for myself, you know. Um, but yes, great to catch up with Erin and um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, next week, Jamie McCall talking about second season of Schmegadoon. And Only Murders in the Building production designer Patrick Howe and set decorator Rich Murray talk about that second season, which are both up for Emmy contention. So I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Monop for Decorating Pages. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.